This is a medicinal mass network production. Enjoy. Welcome, truth seekers, to the FBI Basement, the podcast where we watch and review every single episode of the hit 90s sci-fi series, The X-Files. Wait, wait, wait. Every episode? Every last one. Including the ones that are pretty racist? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll have some things to say about those, I'm certain. Oh. But no matter how racist they are, they aren't as racist as our current president, Buzzing. I am your paranoid conspiracy buff, Todd. This is my partner in investigations, Shannon. Hello. Joining us today on our panel, the the podcasting lone gunman, Valentine. Pew pew. And straight from the grassy knoll, Vanya. Bing. <laughs> and Today we'll be reviewing episode seven of the se- of the first season. It's called "Ghost in the Machine." But before we do that, got a little bit of information to disseminate to all of you. <laughs> first, uh, first and foremost, we need to talk about the Imaginarium Convention. We will be at the Imaginarium Convention in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, October sixth through the eighth. And that's in the downtown Ramada. <laughs> yeah, that will be at the Ramada Convention Center downtown. The, on down, it's over 100 authors. Uh, uh, over 150 from a wide range of genres. There will also be a film festival, which I don't know much about, but that's because I don't do movies, as well as panels. And you can even go in free to shop for all your nerd things. Uh, the expo, the Imagine in Fair will be free. Okay. And. Uh, for the panels, uh, keep an eye out because Shannon's going to be able to do a lot of writing panels. I am going to be doing a pretty neat uh, panel about... He's going to be doing things. I'm going to be doing the uh, podcasting for for beginners panels because I'm so experienced in that. And <laughs> I'm also going to be running... Uh, not running, but I'm going to be a part of the Sony versus Microsoft panel, the... Marvel versus DC panel. It's going to be fun. <laughs> He's basically going to do whatever they tell him to do. I'm doing, the, I'm doing a lot of the nerd stuff here. <laughs> now, um, another thing I'd like to tell you about is the fantastic Medicinal Mass Network, which I'm going to let Valentine tell you all about. <gasps> Head on over to MedicinalMass.com. Just go ahead and type that into your browser. It's this crazy new thing called 2017. You don't need that www. Who fucking knew? That's right. Then there you can listen to such podcasts as The Adventures of Todd and Shannon, The FBI Basement, Masters of Failure, Family Against Humanity, and The Medicinal Mass Podcast. Uh, And most of those, I think, are also available on iTunes now. Yep, you can get them all on iTunes. Fantastic. Most of them. Most of some them. of them are still pending. But some, yes. Some of them are still pending. And when they do get on iTunes, you should also rate. Uh, you should also subscribe and rate because that helps us out tremendously. We do want your feedback, yes, too. Yes, rate with a T. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just in case you're confused. Is that enough in- information to dissemination? I have no idea. The disseminating, elucidating. Please don't. Okay. Just don't. 
I'll leave brother. I'll leave brother midnight to those guys on the six oh five podcast. How about yeah, that? Yeah, let's let's let Brian last do that. Okay. So, uh, this episode originally aired on October 29th, ninety three. Oh, and it was written by Alex Ganza and Howard Gordon, and directed by Gerald Friedman. It uh, was was seen on its original broadcast by five point six million households. Huh. If the Nielsen readings are to be believed. I don't think they are. All right. Uh, Didn't those people have, like, free cable? Like, that always pissed me off, knowing that. Like, people around there just, like, got handed, like, a free cable box? Uh, uh no. no. Actually. <laughs> no, uh, they didn't. Uh, uh, I've had this rage all my life. You're going <laughs> to fix that for me? Are you going to solve my life problems I'm tonight, gonna t- Todd? I'm going to solve it right now because I'm going to tell you, me and Shannon were a Nielsen family for about a year when we lived in Huntington, West Virginia. You motherfuckers! <laughs> All we got was twenty bucks. They sent us like thirty-five dollars and a journal to write down what our, what we were watching on. The irony here: we did not have cable, nor did we have an antenna. We were watching everything. We were one of the early cable cutters. <laughs> 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 no, so all the so everything we were watching was mostly on the internet. We were either watching Netflix or Hulu, or stuff we downloaded. So Griffin. Griffin the system and getting paid for it. Motherfuckers. That's right. We could have put anything down there. They wouldn't know. We could have told them. We could have really messed with their numbers, too. I tell you. <laughs> we kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> you want to know why there were a lot more? You want to know why why Supernatural what, uh, did did great numbers that those first couple seasons? That was us, baby. Allegedly, why? <laughs> I, I think it's the reason that Heroes did three seasons right was because of us then we then we abandoned it we, we turned on that series a bit quickly heroes was the best show ever you shut your fucking mouth heroes reborn was horrible <laughs> yeah look we're not going there okay, all right great. that's that, like that's a different we podcast a different, we have a different show <laughs> and i know we're talking about things we do would rather be watching than this episode okay um Oh, yeah. <sighs> Let's get to the recap, shall we? Uh, okay. All right. We open in Crystal City, Virginia. The <laughs> uh, shiny skyscrapers of that neighborhood and outside D.C. Uh, it is the headquarters of the software company Eurisco, which uh, the founder, Brad Wichick, is having a heated moment with the CEO, Benjamin Drake. And uh, we should point out that uh, we'll check here is clearly supposed to be the woes. He's supposed to be Steve Wozniak. I'm sure Yeah, he looks pretty much exactly like Steve Wozniak, like right down to the, uh, to the, uh, the, the dirty t-shirt and the kind of stuff that you don't really wear when you do, when you do business, but you know, he's a programmer. So he was one of those, he was one of those big guys. He was one of those guys that was sort of associated with the tech boom, you know, <laughs> Like he started this in his parents' basement and stuff like he, it was basically it's like think Bill Gates and Steve Wozniak and whatever other uh, caricature of '90s tech boom personalities and there there there's our there's Will Check right there. Oops. Yeah, but they needed they definitely needed Steve to 
to get high on LSD and party no, it up. Th- his and- name is Brad, you guys. No, we're talking about Steve Jobs and... Uh- we're basically saying this guy is supposed to be Wozniak, and there's a scene later where it's pretty much obviously he's the Woz. Um, they're having a very heated exchange about the future of the company, especially about the downsizing, especially about some downsizing measures that uh, Benjamin Drake, who looks like a total yuppie, is is interested in. Uh, Brad also intends to shut down uh, Wilczek's central operating system, the computer that that runs the Eurisco building. Now, unseen eyes are watching this conversation, and after Wilczek leaves, and uh, Drake is typing up the, uh, the memo to um, uh, recommend the shutdown, he is suddenly alerted to the flooding of his private corporate bathroom, which is absolutely the worst thing that can happen to a yuppie, right? For sure. You don't have, you don't have a plunger up there. That's like ten floors down, and then you gotta call the janitorial, and they take forever. I would have said the worst thing is if his bathroom was flooding and ruining his cocaine. Well, of course, that's where he does his cocaine. That's where corporate bathrooms are where cocaine is done, right? You should point out this is 1993. Are CEOs and yuppies still doing cocaine? I'm pretty sure they are. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure like, like cocaine has been evergreen in the, in the world of high-powered business. Do you see yes, how high-tech that room was, though? He's probably got, like, little piles everywhere in there. Like, you just gotta, like, move the vase out of the way, and it's, like, a big pile of cocaine underneath it. And it's like, yeah, maybe he has, like, a robot there setting up his bumps, right? Eye bump. Oh, <laughs> dope. <laughs> Eye bump from Mapple. <laughs> I snort. <laughs> uh, there, there's your ad. uh, (laughs) And while he's trying to get this uh, overflowing sink situation taken care of, his phone rings. Uh, He picks it up and it's uh, the time service. And then the computer locks him into the room and electrocutes him with a toaster in a bathtub. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's more. I was wondering how they had so much so much electricity flowing through that bolt, but I guess, and then how the door closed on its like by itself. Like I guess it controls like the hinges too. Like it's a sentient AI thing. Don't worry about it. Like the whole building is like a transformer, or like it's just like smart sensors. Because like that's as smart as they are these days. I'm going to say science. Um. Okay. Computers. They're scary. I fuck. I don't know. Then cut to our opening credits. The iconic theme song. Then we enjoy. Then we see that we cut to the FBI office where Mulder is yucking it up with his former partner Jerry Lamana from the behavioral unit. Back when Mulder was concerned with such things as this guy totally looks like a toe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wayne Duvall, like, by the way. Like, it looks like when they replace, like, the face on the orange, and they replace the face, it looks like his face. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's time oh, wait, once wait, again wait. for the- We gotta the... talk about the intro. So, you said before that the intro was fallopian tubes. That is totally a bean sprout growing. That's I told not how you. a fallopian okay, tube grows. Okay, fine. I don't know. And here's the thing. 
You I said silly. that. It grow, like it grows the heart first, doesn't it? Here is the thing. The reason I said this is because the person who pointed it out to me pointed it out during Gingerbender. And then once you see that episode, you'll understand why I thought they were fallopian tubes. Okay. <laughs> That's a future episode we're dealing with. Okay. That is so oh, soon. Oh, they might change it in the future, but now it's, right now it's totally a bean sprout. You're correct. Bean. It's totally a bean sprout. Other, I realize that now. It's some other seed. It might be a, might be some alien pot leaf growing. It's like Mulder's like. Alien cultivating. Secret yeah. stash. Yeah. It's like alien he's like beans growing like. from beyond the stars. Anyway. Agent Lamana uh, wants to bring Mulder in on the uh, Eurisco case and Scully. Because here's another. Here's thank another, God they did. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no one else would have figured this shit out. <laughs> well, he went. I mean, it definitely saved his bacon for a couple days. But we'll get to that. Oink oink. All right. Uh, and uh, on the way to Drake's office, the agent's elevator stalls. Uh, Scully. Oh, that annoying readout in the elevator. Like I was, I would have been looking for the mute button the second that elevator started moving. Oh my god! And uh. the elevator stalls on the way up to the office. And Scully call. Uh, Scully picks up the emergency phone and identifies herself like fully. This is FBI agent, <laughs> agent Dana, Dana Scully. Kelly. Yeah. For it- reasons I don't know. Part it seems like, hey, we're trapped in the elevator. <laughs> That'd be the first thing out of my list. They don't need to know who I am. They just need to know I'm in the effing elevator, man. <laughs> my name is Dana Catherine Scully. Uh, my my social security number is da 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 da. Yeah, like that's. Like she basically gives him en- gives the computer enough information to track her down later. Um, <laughs> she doxes herself basically. <laughs> well, she had it coming. I mean, the computer uh, ominously opens a file on her. While looking through the crime scene, <gasps> the agents meet Claude Peterson, who is the Who's Claude, the, the ma- yeah, the the black, the magical black man, magical black man. That <laughs> <laughs> just appears, just comes out and then disappears. Like, I like that his explanation and is again. Oh no, Ooh, my me? me! I'm the janitor. <laughs> like that's effectively what he says. I, I know that's not what he says. It's like something about system building stuff, but it's like I'm the janitor. And then he was gone. And he disappeared. Yurisco's <laughs> building a uh, systems engineer and... But he's the magical black man. <laughs> and they go and they examine the... Uh, they go and examine, of course, the crime scene and they open up the circuit board and see the, the thing that caused the um, uh, fatal electrocution. And what was that? It was like... It was a fucking chip in the thing that was... Something was fucked with it. Is that your technical? That's my technical explanation as to what was going on. The thing. There was a chip and the thing and the lady. Hey. Sounds legit. Right. <laughs> Mulder uh, sets out, you know, making a uh, pretty detailed uh, profile of the supposed killer at this point, which Lamana immediately plagiarizes and presents to the his superiors as his own work. Right. It's another episode where we find out that the FBI is kind of like uh, the Mean Girls. Holy crap. <laughs> and then I, I sort of realize I, I you sit through these and you're trying to figure out how Mulder still has a job. And then you look at the other agents and you realize Mulder and Scully are the best agents this agency has. 
because they're all basically the mean girls. Everyone else is just trying to like step on everyone else's neck to get ahead. Oh boy. <sighs> I wonder if the real bureau is like that. <laughs> we got to go back to the crime scene though. He points out that the phone is off the hook and then he pushes it back on the hook. Like he just messes with the crime scene. For no fucking reason. <laughs> oh, you know, you don't want to leave that dial tone going. He just but leaves his... must have been on the phone, and then he moves it, moves the phone with his hand. You know how many fingerprints of, of his are left on, like, all of the crime scenes? There's got to be an X-File on him. Like, how is this dude going to all of these crime scenes? <laughs> Touching everything. <laughs> how is, the true X-File here is, how does Mulder still have a job? I was going to say, like, it seems like X-Files seem to happen around him. Like, maybe he's the cause of them. Funny you should mention that, sir. Is that, is that some foreshadowing right there? Or is it... I have no idea. I don't remember this series at all in any way, shape, or form. I really don't either. Like, I've seen episodes. Anyways, so we're at, uh, we're at Dude Steals His Work now, and then, and then Mulder gets we very mad. There? Or as mad as Mulder ever gets. Face at his, well, he gets mad at his, I, I wrote down, he's his dopey counterpart. His dopey counterpart. Yeah. Are we talking about Brad? Yeah, because there was some evidence mishap where someone got off because, like, he sent the evidence to, like, the wrong location. Yeah, he had previously uh, messed up a um, uh, a murder investigation, a serial killer investigation, by, like, losing some evidence. Yes. And was trying to get back in the good graces using Mulder's profile. Okay. Yeah, like... Immediately when he came on the screen, Tanya's like, I totally don't like that toe face. She didn't say toe face, but <laughs> I in my head, all face. I hear is toe, fa- toe face when yeah. I, I, I see him. Yeah. I think I called him a douchebag, like that he's douchey. Yeah, douchey is what I used. I didn't like I didn't like his smile. It was too... Uh, so far, I haven't met another member of the FBI that I actually like yet. Yeah, no. it's, it is kind of strange. I got to see him in their bathing suits, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that might help. The most likely suspect is, of course, going to be Wilczek. The guy who's definitely doing acid? Yeah, Mulder and Scully pay him a visit, and of course, um, uh, he has no love or trust for the federal government. I wonder why. I, I, yeah, this is basically the scene where I said, yeah, this is basically Wozniak. Because the layout of his house is exactly like ones I've seen inside of Steve Wozniak's house. And then I just thought it was weird that he was like, yeah, there are scruffy mines, and then there are ordered mines. And it's like, okay, but you you don't make sense. This doesn't make sense. <laughs> now, of course, he uh, denies any uh, involvement in the murder. I'm a coder, not a killer, man. Uh, but uh, Scully matches his voice uh, using some crazy computer voice matching that i guess they had in the 90s against the the automated uh time call that uh drake had received before his death uh lamana sets out to arrest him wait she used a sharpie on the screen when she pointed that out to Mulder. like on the computer screen she used a sharpie and drew a circle yeah if she uses white out to like you know correct her <laughs> word processing <laughs> 
Like, did she just go around, like, using Sharpie on, like, everyone's screen? Like, oh, fuck, this bitch again. She's going to write on my screen. Like, and then it pans the dry to the guy's erase screen, marker. and he's Come got, on. like, X's all over the place on it. Like, it looks like a football diagram. Oh, and the wide receiver's going to go over here. <laughs> oh. I don't do a good Madden impersonation, sorry. <laughs> no, that's as good as it's going to get, kids. Uh, Wilchick uh, real, uh, has a better idea of what's going on and tries to access the central operating system from his home computer and fails. He goes to the Arisco headquarters, followed by Lamana, and apparently, even though he has been forced out of the company, basically, he still has the keys to get in. No one bothered to take care of that little detail. <laughs> And he is still unable to get into the computer, but discovers that it has learned to talk. Ugh. He says, yeah, he's like, how do you have a voice input? You're not supposed to have that. And then clearly on the front of it, there's a goddamn audio wave file. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And oh. then three other numbers that are blinking at it. And this is somehow running the entire. I was like. How many kilobytes are actually in that reel-to-reel megabyte, kilobyte, probably, Look, technology? This, this that... is supposed to predate the Pentium 486, okay? I'm mad at this thing. This thing like, is... I'm, not, I'm not even mad at this episode. I'm mad at this fucking object that they claim that is sentient. <laughs> this computer doesn't even make sense, program it right? like, not... Ugh. Well, here's where I wrote lame exclamation <laughs> point. Like, um, remember that timestamp? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then I underlined it too. So she she drew a picture of Brad too. I, I had to have a visual of Brad because we we know my memory. There he is. <laughs> it's not very good. So yes, I did draw a picture of Brad. Oh right, mine I think said. Lol, nineties hacking, and then I, the rest of it is literally me quoting uh, lines from the HAL nine thousand. Yeah, basically he tries to shut off the COS himself, but the thing is like obvious. But the thing goes completely how it's like. I'm afraid I can't do that, Dave. Daisy, <laughs> Daisy, and then uh, Lamana, who um uh, we. All grew so attached to you. Uh, He's my favorite. Do you think he'll be in other episodes? He immediately dies in an elevator crash that the COS causes. <laughs> As and he I was laugh. shooting up, when it started like shooting him up, he fell to the floor like he was falling. Like he was all, he was stuck to the floor the entire time. Like like in this whole time, I thought that like he was like something like bad. Like it, oh, I had to watch out for him. Because of that douchey smile. And he's dead now. <laughs> Don't feel bad for him. He died. But then I was like, oh, and then he ended up being no a, a nobody, you know, just dying in an in an elevator. Look, don't die in an elevator, anybody, because then you're a fucking nobody. Well, I don't I don't know about that. Lamana is eventually arrested, of course. <laughs> yeah, Wolves. We'll check. Sorry, Wilczek is arrested. Mulder goes to speak to his good buddy, and it's the first time we've seen Deep Throat in a while. Seems like it's been a while. That uh, Deep Throat explains that the COS is now artificially intelligent, and that the Department of Defense wants to weaponize it. Of course, because of course they fucking do. Wilczek, being completely against the government, you know, seizing his invention and using it to launch nukes, the huge nukes. Because man, the government man, ah. Uh government man 
like the government man will do stuff, man. Oh my god, I hated him so much. <laughs> Mulder goes to Wilczek and he looks like he catches him jerking off when he when he, oh, when he yeah, shows up. Oh yeah, that was up. funny. Yeah. <laughs> Thing, oh, he caught I me. don't think that would really bother Mulder, considering how much Mulder jerks off. When he showed up, like he took a deep whiff, too. He's like, yeah, wasn't in the- uh, doesn't want to hear it from the G-Man, but it opens up when he finds out that Mulder wants to help him destroy his own creation and keep it out of the hands of the evil federal government, and uh, convinces him to develop a computer virus that can destroy the COS. <clears throat> Oh, right. That was the weird scene of just absolute techno babble. Uh, Scully is not ready to accept uh, COS's sentience until it hacks its way into her computer and starts and starts reading all of her stuff. Was that really COS or was that maybe Mulder's web history of him looking up porn that <laughs> got, you know, a virus on, on her Mulder, what have you been doing on my computer? <laughs> Nothing. So she joins Mulder at the Eurisco building to help him destroy the machine. So we should all take a drink, because Scully is going to be in a small space. Now, of course, uh, (laughs) the building itself (laughs) is under control by this uh, computer. (sighs) So now we have a pretty normal, a pretty... um, uh, uh, at this point, I think it's a pretty, it's almost like a video game trope, right? It's like COS could very well be GLaDOS or uh, the rogue AI from the System Shock games. This is a triumph. <laughs> it cuts the power, yet somehow has enough power to run itself. Maybe it was hooked up to a UPS. I, I don't know. Itself and the cameras. Yeah. So it's the, so it's still got security and it's still got... Uh, all that going on when they were in the stairwell do we we're at that point right now where they're going up like 30 flights of stairs right because they're not gonna you know take an elevator because that's probably the easiest way the building can kill them right uh and but they can't get through the door so it means scully's gonna have to squeeze into a small space and she's like fuck yeah and so she's crawling through air vents, nearly gets, you know, blended into a fine pink paste by what I can only assume is an air conditioning system that's powerful enough to fly a jet engine. Oh, yeah, it was powerful enough to suck her through it. Like, she would have definitely <clears throat> been, like, hurt. She she looked like trash when she came out, but she would have definitely gotten hurt just by the shit flying through with her. Oh, Yeah. Anyone ever get trouble get get bothered by like climbing the, the climbing through vent scenes? Because I'm pretty sure those things are very rarely actually as fuck. They're probably quite dirty, and I'm not quite sure if they actually could support the weight of a human. Yeah, definitely not if they're like hanging above. Yeah, so it's like, how is she not like you know like plowing through the the ceiling tiles at this point? I don't know. But she manages to... <laughs> well, the thing you need to know about Scully is she weighs um, 60 pounds. Yeah. But uh, while Mulder is waiting, the door opens and Peterson is there. <laughs> Magical black man, you're back! And... I was just going to say who, but yeah. 
Yeah, the That's magical it. black man. It turns out he's not your friendly oh, magical. Yeah. He's not your friendly magical black man. He is a mole <gasps> for the Department of Defense. Hey, that's not nice to say. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he totally is. <laughs> and uh, he tries to stop Mulder from uploading the virus. Uh, he asked. He asked him where the B port was. Did you hear that? He said, "Where's <laughs> oh, the? God. I have so many questions. B port. What's a B port? <laughs> What's a B port? Uh, oh God. Uh, it was." <laughs> Is that a and real how thing? How did Mulder not know what what kind of hole to look for? Like he, how does he not know exactly what it was? What a three point five inch floppy, wasn't it? Remember those? I, oh no, it was <laughs> something much worse. No, it was bigger than that. He actually had a drive of some sort, what they would call a flash drive. But, oh, um, <laughs> a flash drive. I thought it was one of those old zip drives. It was something yeah, huge. Maybe. I just, or it's like, I looked at it and it's like, I seem to vaguely remember it had the same connection that the printer did in my dad's office for one of the computers that they had forever. And I was um, sad. Now, of course, uh, Peterson's going to kill Mulder to keep him from trying to do that. But then Scully magically appears looking like she's been blown through a wind tunnel and, um, uh, has her gun to the back of Peterson's head. Uh, this totally felt like a Scooby Doo moment when he like pointed the gun at him, and he's like, "Not so fast, partner." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just see who you really are. <laughs> Magical black man. Uh, Mulder uploads the virus, and uh, the note I have here is Daisy. Daisy. <laughs> which is very similar to the one that I have, which was, I wonder will I dream. Right. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I wrote down, I wrote down molested computer. It goes, what are you doing, Brad? <laughs> what are you doing, very Brad? Sad. <laughs> like, no, don't, Brad. No. Oh, Brad, no. <laughs> like, it is sad. It is so sad. It is like, you know, why did she... Uh, first off, I want to know why Brad programmed the COS to feel pain. Because it's what you clearly do. this is like... You know, it's clearly that... feeling pain. Yeah. And can I make my laptop feel pain uh, when it pisses me off? I just want to understand. I just want to know. You know? Well, does it deserve it? I'm just a sadistic bastard. That's my problem. Later on, uh, we find that uh, Wilchick is being detained by the government and questioned and pressured in undisclosed location, like you do. Uh, the Though we find that the COS has completely been wiped, no trace of anything, the scientists from the Defense Department have been examining the machine for any remaining signs of the program. Uh, Peterson is working on a team doing just that. However, he's told by his superiors to destroy the machine in six hours. So that leaves him six hours to poke around in it. And just as he says, I'm going to figure out, out th th this thing out if it kills me. The COS. Well, comes Mulder's already 
Mulder's already poked around in it, so Magical Blackman's got plenty of room to poke around in it now. The COS then comes back to life and records him saying that. <laughs> in some sort of ominous manner. End scene. Uh. <sighs> so, how did you think? I have owned wristwatches with more computing power than <laughs> probably ha- than was probably available to the COS in 1993. <sighs> <Whew>. <laughs> I had a word processor that was more complicated. So, um and and here's the thing. This doesn't even seem to me to be like a good uh an episode uh, really it, this doesn't really seem like an X-Files episode to me. Because there's nothing I paranormal agree. or supernatural about it. Well, other than other than the two instances where they tried to imply that the computer was sentient, which fell flat on um, on both 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 ends, like him like trying to convince Scully and her then flopping in the end, like, okay, let's kill this fucking thing. Like it was all just a gimme. Like it wasn't it- I'm just. I'm they gonna gave be straight. us magical black man though, so it, it did have a magical black man. So maybe that's your supernatural. I guess if you're gonna, if you're gonna have a crap episode, it's gotta have a magical black yeah, man. Yeah, that that was <laughs> supernatural. Maybe that's the supernatural. <laughs> yeah, or that, that was it. Or it was black man that sabotaged it so that he could get into the system. Or it was actually was who was actually sadistic and he was lying the whole time. I guess this kind of sort of builds the idea of the government conspiracy and and the government duplicity, I suppose. That might be sort of the purpose of this, but, you know, it didn't feel like... This doesn't feel like an X-File. This this feels like a very complex help desk issue. Well, if if that computer somehow became sentient, there's some sort of X-File there, but again... The creator didn't know why or how it had an audio interface when it had an audio interface. Right there. In a vision, like right on the front of the fucking thing. (laughs) I I guess my question is, if it went evil, what did they do to try to stop it? Did they turn it on and off again? Like, I would assume that would just resolve it. I think the biggest problem I have with this episode, and it's a problem I have with a lot of this type of media that deals with AI as being a scary thing that's going to kill us all, (laughs) is that there's this huge amount of technophobia that has been, especially since the 80s and 90s, I think. Luddites? Yeah, there's like these, there's like a a bit, there's like a a sort of Luddite, uh, drive amongst you know mainstream television audiences oh be scared of this it's smart and it's technology and it's too complicated for you so it's probably going to kill us and we it's like we have ai now we have artificial intelligence now but what we've learned is that ai is not going to be like the hal 9000 ai is not going to be like uh like i don't know (laughs) We've got artificial intelligence that's good at certain things, but it's not conscious artificial intelligence. That's yeah. still what we need to achieve, and that's, that's the, really that, that's the singu- that's the singularity, right? That's off in the future. Right now, well, 
Yeah, definitely. But right now, yeah, we've got stuff that's really good at certain things, but none of it is certainly conscious. Yeah, we can have a computer, computer that was. knows how to drive a car, and it's good at that. <laughs> what is your car going to one day be like, <laughs> quit, quit getting in my holes or something like that? Like, is quit it gonna- <laughs> opening me and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Oh, I, no means no, mister. <laughs> <laughs> and then it drives away. <laughs> like, you know, uh, it, it, we've got, it's like we've got AIs that are good at one specific task, but not like multiple tasks. And, uh, the, and what was being presented here was like super science, which I don't think really fits in yeah. with the X-Files ethos. <laughs> What's interesting is how easily um, Scully flipped and maybe it was she was just tired and she's like, just just do it. I'm cramping up. It's not a good week for me. Just fucking let's go <laughs> I'm back bored. home. Let's do something else. All she had to do was get haxered. <laughs> yeah, that's literally why she's there. Oh, geez. <laughs> She's like, these tight spaces aren't good enough for me. Let's go somewhere better. But, you know, it did, it, I had problems. This was not a great episode. Uh, so I think we can go ahead and hand out ratings now. I'm going to give this. Wait, wait, wait. Hold how, on. How, does Mulder, how does Mulder see, like, something as close to alien intelligence as conscious AI and just want to kill it right away? Like, in everything before, he's always been like, let's save it. Let's save it. And the government ends up killing it, and now they're the government that ends up killing it. Eh, better to kill it than let it fall into the hands of the corrupt government, I guess. Or... Well, you yeah. see, dude, I, I got nothing really. The government man. No. The government man. Right. Okay, let's hand out ratings because I'm going to give this one one blue screen of death. Shannon, <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it about ten thousand. Uh, unlimited hours on America Online. Valentine. I'm going to give this one two molested B-ports. Because <laughs> um, after the first insert, he just had to do it again. And yeah, that's, that's right. about he as much as this episode. <laughs> the virus didn't work, so he turned it off, and then he turned her back on. And Vanya? <laughs> I'm going to give it two Mulder's cum rigs because oh, yeah. we forgot that part. <laughs> when they were in the, when they were in the, uh, the stairwell and they look up at the, uh, the camera, Mulder just mysteriously pulls out a sock <laughs> and sticks it over the camera. You know, like that trick where people pull their bra off out of nowhere, like, oh, how'd you do that? He pulls a cum rag out of nowhere, like, no, he's got those stuffed in his pocket from earlier. He's <laughs> like, is that a sock? And he's like, no, it's his cum rag. And I'm like, oh, duh. Like, oh, wow. That's right. Oh, no. Good lord. <laughs> and the weird so X-Files sex continues. Well, I think at this point, Truth Seekers, we are fresh out of show. Uh, next week, we'll be reviewing... Uh, Join us next week when Mulder and Scully back up a truck to John Carpenter's thing. And just steal everything? And, and literally everything that's not nailed down. Okay. Join us next week... And for now, True Seekers, this has been Todd for Shannon, Vanya, and Valentine. Goodbye and 
the truth is out there. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more from our other shows on the Medicinal Mass Network. Ladies and gentlemen, we're preparing for the interdimensional portal. Hey, ah, uh, that's that's kind of weird. I don't I don't really know where that Professor Frank from The Simpsons. No, no, it wasn't. I mean, you may think that. See, Glavin. I quit now. <laughs>